Hey everybody, today Rado talks your episode 70 of the podcast and this is coming very, very quick off the heels of episode 69. Normally I wait about a month between episodes, but this could not wait. And so uh, this is going to be a bit different than normal. Jen is not here. We are not doing questions and answers. This is me taking the opportunity to talk to all of you about uh, some of what's happened since I put up episode 69. And first of all, please understand, I was not bullied into doing this. Everything I'm about to talk about are my words, my thoughts, my reflections about what I did in episode 69 and why I caused a lot of needless hurt and pain and evaluate that, hopefully for you, the audience, to get a better understanding of what I have come to understand and to talk about what I want to do going forward to try to ensure this does not happen again. Another thing I want that is very important to say, I suspect there's going to be some folks who are going to be very quick to go to, well, look, Rado apologized, Dob done, let's everybody just forgive him and move on. But it's not as simple as that. Because one, it is not the responsibility of the aggrieved, of those that I have hurt, to forgive me or to accept this. This is 100% about me and trying to come to terms with how I can be a better person. So, I please do not... Uh, uh, you know, cross post this and say, look, everything's fine. Can we just get back to normal? Things aren't normal, but I've got a lot to say because I made a lot of missteps, big, big missteps. And I think it's really important to get all of this out. So uh, let's get going. And uh, I'm just going to cut right to the chase. I waded in to a series of topics that were incredibly delicate with a lot of potential for trauma and hurt and anger. Uh, and I just treated it like I was doing a Rado runs through. I was just, hey, I uh, did a little bit of research and now I'm going to get on my pedestal and I'm going to talk about this and that and the other. And, and here's what I think, yada, yada, yada. Have a nice day. Talk to you there so long. Bye-bye. And perhaps predictably, definitely predictably, my kind of drive-by analysis has created real hurt in the world. And I just want to start off everything by saying, everybody I have hurt, I am sorry. I really am. This is all I have been thinking about ever since. And I have been silently for the last week, not really saying much of anything publicly, but listening to everything everybody has to say. Because I do want to take it in. I do want to understand how I could make some of the mistakes I did. Because there's no two ways about it. Sure, my intentions were good, but intentions don't matter. Actions and the consequences for those actions are what truly matters. And at the end of the day, honestly, if you've heard episode 69, um, I, I hope to try to point out how I was a hypocrite. I preached empathy and reaching out to people and mutual respect, and I um, engendered, I epitomized none of those things. I, uh, like I said, just uh, took, uh, I took a side, I blitzed through it, I reduced the feelings and opinions and live experiences of others, and I did the entire topic a huge disservice, and I did my audience a disservice. So that's what I want to talk about a little bit today. And I'm going to try to not be quite so over the top. I'm going to try and slow down a little bit um, and, and, and articulate what I've taken away from this and, and what I'm going to try to do in the future. Um, and as much as anything else, while this is an apology, and I have uh, tried wherever I can to reach out to people that I, that I know I directly hurt uh, and, and, and apologize and, and try to make amends because I, because, because of what I'm about to talk about, this as much as anything else is a message for all those folks out there who say, what, Rado, I listened to the podcast. Dude, you didn't do anything wrong. I, I'm glad you stepped up and, and said what we were all thinking. Um, I, I, th this is a message for, for you folks, my supporters. And I should say, I appreciate your support. I, I've gotten so much support over the last week. But um, it doesn't mean that I 
didn't make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And certainly one of my big messages was, hey, when we misstep, let's try to extend some grace. Let's, uh, you know, give somebody a chance to, uh, you know, to to recognize what they did wrong and take steps. And that's what I'm trying to do today. And anybody who wants to say, no, 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 Rado, they're coming for you. Uh, you're going to get canceled. I'm not getting canceled. I'm getting the opportunity to recognize and grow. And so, there's, 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 I mean, the list is almost too long to uh, go through, but I'm, I'm going to try and hit the, the big bullet points. Um, first of all, I talked a lot about uh, the Danielle Tessini incident, and I handled such a sensitive topic with a complete and total lack of sensitivity. I um, basically reduced a very important discussion about racism in gaming culture and in culture around the world, and I turned it into an argument about semantics. About, well, let's actually look at the origin of words, and let's actually, um, you know, read some academic papers about this, that, and the other. Now, I, again, was just trying to present a perspective, and if you want to break it down, my perspective was, you know what? Um, what Tessini said wasn't wrong, wasn't right. It was problematic, but it's not as bad as everybody thinks. And now, here's here's what I didn't realize I was doing. I was being incredibly reductive to the other side of that argument. Yes, I very briefly said, "Hey, what? L let me state what Tessini said was problematic." But now, let me go on for I don't know ten or fifteen minutes about why it's not as bad as you think. And that was me directing a message to people who had stepped forward to say, this hurts. This is a betrayal. This is how I feel. And what I was not meaning to, but definitely saying is, you're wrong to feel the way you feel, and let me tell you why. That was bad of me. But I was so wrapped up in just making my argument and stating my case like I was... In the the uh, in high school, I used to do a lot of mock trials, and I really enjoyed it in debate club. And I was like, "This is not just an academic debate. This is about lived experiences." And the thing is, if I had put as much passion and emphasis into the other side, then one of the things I would have very clearly stated is, and I didn't. I minimized this message. What Danielle Tessini said was racist. And I'll go one step further. What I said was racist because, I mean, look at what I am presented with. Hundreds of people coming out and saying, we find this problem. I'm sorry, folks. I, I'm, I'm so wrapped up. I'm just going to get a drink of water really quick. I'm not editing this. I, I want you to get a, a pure raw, but oh, this is, uh, this is very different for me and, I, and I'm, I'm trying my best. I, and I appreciate everybody bearing with me as I go through this. So, yes, what I said was racist because there are people out there saying, I find this hurtful. And, um, and, you know, and Danielle's original point was, hey, you know what? I say this because amongst my friends, it's not really hurtful. And you know what? Maybe that's true, but it's immaterial because a lot of people stepped forward in good faith and said, I'm really disappointed. This hurts. Um, and what did I do? In my treaties about the origin of certain words and certain languages and cultural shifts and expectations and, and generational gaps, I then went on ahead and said the word probably at least a half a dozen times. And I take a step back now and realize if I were sitting down at a table with you and you said, hey, I'm really looking forward to playing this. Can I just say, I know there's a lot of jokes going around about X. Could you just maybe not use that term because it just makes me uncomfortable? My real-world response to that would not be, well, let me tell you why you shouldn't be uncomfortable with that. Of course not. That would be a ridiculous response. My response would be, oh, okay, I understand. Yeah, I don't have to use that word, whatever that word is. That's not what I did in episode 69 of my podcast. Somebody said, that word is hurtful and harmful, and we um, are trying to shift away. And I knew this because I'd done a lot of research, I, but I only talked about half of my research. I didn't talk about the shift in Italy from the 90s, or court cases, or all these other things. And so, my actions painted a very myopic, very one-sided perspective because 
you know, after three hours of nonstop motor mouth, that's just what I said. And because, as I said, I treated it like a gameplay run through. And you know what? Hey, in my run through, sometimes I make goofs. And sometimes, like, oh, I meant to say that. No, okay. That's not good enough for this. This is an important topic, and I didn't treat it with the gravity it should. Now, as a, as a counterpoint to that, I don't know if you've seen um, Jason Perez. He has a channel called uh, Shelf Stories, and I asked Jason if I could mention him up front before, before I, and he said, yeah, please do. Um, he put out a video, and I strongly recommend everybody check it out. Uh, it's uh, called Two Kinds of Racism, or Two Types of Racism, something like that. Let me jump in here again to say, if you do check it out, and again, I cannot strongly recommend enough. I've watched it several times myself over the last week, and it really let it sink in, and I think it's an important message. But please, if you do go to his YouTube channel, Shelf Stories, and check out his um, video about the two types of racism, which includes talking about my podcast, please treat him with the respect that he gave me. Can I, can I just ask for that? Uh, he is a good guy putting good information out into the world, and uh, he deserves to be heard. And more importantly, he deserves to be treated with respect that he is giving to everyone else. So I, I really want to make that clear. Please, and thank you. Okay, so what did he say? And um, basically, he talks about, first, the one type of racism. The one that everybody can very easily uh, identify. You know, it's, it's just there. It's obvious. It makes all of us recoil with horror. And, and that's fine. And he doesn't spend much time on it, because it, it doesn't need it. But then he talks about the second type of racism. The casual, ignorant, um, unassuming racism that makes uh, us talk about people in terms of race. And I am not going to try to recreate what Jason did here. He talked about um, type number two becoming um, soil that type number one can grow in, and I cannot strongly recommend enough uh, you watch his video because I'll, I'll mess it up. If there's one thing I've learned, I have a tendency to wade into stuff, and I'm trying to step back and let Jason speak. But um, you know, one of the things that Jason mentioned, because he told me he was going to do the video, great idea. Actually reach out to the person you're going to talk to about. Another thing I did not do. We'll get back to that in a bit. He reached out to me and said, hey, I'm going to talk about it. I'm like, dude, please do. I want to hear everything you have to say because I want to take it all in. And, um, you know, and so he talked about me. And, he, and you know, one of the things he mentioned that I just mentioned in passing, and when he was saying it, I was like, I didn't say that. Did I really? And he's right. I went back and I checked the tapes. I did. I said, there is a mob coming for Danielle Tassini. And that's such a loaded word. That is such... There's so weighted with um, history and meaning. And it's so wrong. It's so blowing um, things out of proportion and um, you know, just creating flames. I was wrong to say that um, because I was dismissing and simplifying the thoughts and feelings of people who were brave enough to step forward and say, this is what I think. I'm willing to, to face a significant amount of wrath, I need to say this because it hurts to see Tassini do what he did. And again, what I said about Tassini, I still stand by. I believe um, he uh, has the potential to grow and change just like we all do. And so I, I don't want this to be about him. I want this to be about me and what I said and a direct dialogue I had and the implications of, more importantly, the dialogue I had. So I said a mob is coming after him, and that's not true. I went back and looked. And it was 90% people just very passionately and eloquently expressing themselves. Yes, of course, there were a few people who were fire and brimstone. And yes, it is very easy to focus like a laser on the fire and brimstone and ignore everything else. This is definitely something I know is true of human nature. I've certainly seen it myself a million times. Um, that, you know, I'll put up a video and a lot of people love it. And I, I get so much positive feedback, and it genders great discussion. But all I come away with is that one person who said that one thing about how they really hate it. And I'm like, that's all I can focus on. And I think that's not just a, you know, that, that's something that I think we all go through. And because it becomes very, very easy to look at a few very angry people and, um, and get inflamed by that. 
Now, I'm not blaming them. I am not here to uh, cast aspersions on anybody. I have not lived anybody else's life. I want to extend grace wherever I can. And I don't think I did that for the way that I handled a topic. Um, and the way I used certain words casually without giving it a second thought, including the word in question over and over and over again. And I just made a mess of it. I, I just blew it. Um, I'm, by making it all about semantics, I missed the point. It's about um, you know us trying to hear each other. And I wasn't listening. And all I can say is, now I am. And I hope that to anybody out there, and this is going to be a recurring thing throughout this, that you know, if you are a supporter of my show, and if you believe I did nothing wrong, I said nothing wrong, I, um, all I can say is, I mean, I, I hope that you can see how I look at it now, and why I think I did... I was trying to do good, I did much more harm. And I'll come back to that in a bit, with specific examples. But um, anyway, yeah. I uh, What else did I do? I made assumptions for other people. In, uh, in a message where I was always talking about, well, hey, why don't you reach out to people and try to understand what they're really doing? Why don't you listen to what they're saying? I spent a lot of time in that video literally naming names and, um, and then putting words in their mouth based on my interpretation. And now, if there's one thing that trumps everything else, and I probably should have led with this, that I did is, it was that. Naming names. Because um, I didn't think twice about it. I was off in my Rotto Ivory Tower with my 100,000 subscribers and my, 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 my great wellspring of support I have um, saying, well, hey, I'm really kind of disappointed in this person and that person and the other person. And you might say, well, what's wrong with that? You're just responding to them saying that they're disappointed in somebody too. Here's the deal. I, I mentioned my 100,000 subscriber status because this is something I was totally unaware of, but I think it's hugely important and it's something I'm going to carry with me going forward. With great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man has always been my favorite superhero, and it's right there in the logline. I do have great power. I have one of the biggest voices in our tiny industry, um, and I have a huge following. And the overwhelming majority of my following is good, decent people just trying to learn about board games. But the more following I have, the more people I have who follow me who look to me as a role model and who will take what I say, even if it was well-intentioned. My intentions don't matter. The results matter. Remember, this is important. They will take what I say and take it to the next level. Or the next level, or the next level, or the next level. And um, they will create hurt and pain and suffering in my name. Allayed against people that just wanted to step forward and say why they were disappointed or angry. They should be, everyone should be free to express themselves and, and be heard instead of dismissed. I was already dismissing by just minimizing the perspective that I knew exists because I just focused in my you know debate team way on my side. And I, I, there, I don't want there to be sides. I want everybody to work together on this. And we can't do that. So anyway, naming names is bad regardless. All it does is create more trauma and strife. But what's much, much worse is being having the big one of the biggest megaphones in the industry and then doing it because that will inevitably lead to horrible consequences. And so at this point I'll mention if you follow my Twitter, I, for the last week I've only tweeted three times. Although to be fair, I never tweet anything on Twitter. I just say, hey, look, I put a new video up. I made three tweets. And the 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 one that's hardest to look at, if you go to twitter.com slash Rada, you will see somebody wrote uh, to uh to Jason's reference, the type one racism. that was just the worst. It was absolutely horrific. And they signed it. I forget the exact wording. Stay away from Rado or else. I unleashed that. I didn't mean to unleash that. Um, it was never my intention, but my actions led to that because I did not appreciate the responsibility I have. Um, and it's something I'm going to take seriously going forward uh, hugely. I cannot treat these subjects like a run-through. Um, I, you know, not everything is easy to solve as good two-player scaling in a euro, and um, and I was wrong 
to approach it that way. So, um, you know, to everybody, because, you know, there is, I, I, re, I, I posted one tweet without actually saying, without naming names. Yay, I learned something. At first, I was actually going to retweet the original, but then somebody thankfully reached out to me and said, geez, Louise, what are you thinking? Don't retweet that, because all you're doing is using your megaphone and then drawing more fire for that person who has already taken this terrible hate and it's come into their lives and, it ha and it's affected them. And me, without thinking twice, because I'm still learning and I'm still capable of making mistakes. I've got this incredible, powerful tool. And I was just, oh, I should retweet that and reply saying how terrible it is. And they say, if you do that, you're going to bring more on them. Don't do that. Take the bitmap, take names out, don't talk about the people, talk about the message. And, and, and you know, that's just a silly little example. One of dozens of eye-opening moments for me as people who were hurt by me extended the grace to me to come to me and explain what my words meant for them. And they didn't have to do that. And they were not canceling me when they were doing that. They were trying to help me. And I will be forever grateful for them. And I will be forever, um, you know, angry with myself for just how short-sighted I was and, and and how I could just keep on making these steps because I don't I, I it, it's 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 we're all in undiscovered territory quite frankly social media is having significant impactful changes to society and how we interact I mean and it's on all levels all cultures and we're all trying to work through it and all we can do is redouble our efforts to try wherever possible, to be better humans. I talked a lot about the golden rule and the platinum rule in, in my last podcast. I don't think I applied them. I think I thought I was, but I wasn't. And, um, and I can do better. And we can all do better. So anyway, that's a, that's a concrete example. But for every one public tweet like that, where somebody is brave enough to, to pull back the curtain of what they are going through and say, look, this is what happened to me. And knowing full well that that's going to bring more hurt to them, but they're doing it to raise other voices, people who aren't comfortable stepping forward. And I applaud them. And I, I think you know who you are. I applaud you for, for rising to, and, and, and to be brave and to be a paragon um, because you were put in a situation by me and you, you shouldn't have been. So, um, yeah. So anyway, the naming of names epically bad. The putting words in people's mouths or making assumptions. I was decrying, people shouldn't make assumptions. People And I didn't. And I made a mistake. And I, I hope everybody can see that. People who think I didn't make a mistake, I did because of my responsibility. Um, you know, and I, gotta, and I gotta come back. You know, Jason said it. I, I said mob. And, I, I, and ever since I saw him point that out, and I'm like, and I, and I thought I didn't. And then I went back and I did. And that reflects something about me. That's I don't know if it's tribalism, which, if you know my podcast, is something I've been railing against for years. How tribalism is something, you know, everybody going to their own quarters, it's just, it's just it, it, you know, it, it's, it creates all this polarization, it creates all this hurt and all this trauma. And, um, and yet, my first gut instinctual response, because I'm shooting from the hip, I've been talking for three hours. I, I don't drink in real life, but it's almost like, you know, how, hey, if, if somebody's, you know, a little tipsy, you, you might want to pay a bit more attention to what they're saying because their blinders are down. And I just went straight to mob out to destroy him. Why did I say that? That's demonstrably provenly false. And for anybody who says, no, 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 cancel culture is ruining... I, I, I'm not going to go deep into this because I'm still reading about it and I'm still learning and I'm still listening. But one thing I'm definitely taking away, and if you just want, do a search, a Google search for is cancer culture real? Cancer, is cancer culture a thing or whatever? You'll find so many strong, wonderful, eloquent articles um, on Time Magazine and all sorts of places trying to counter what is becoming a, a, a standard trope in modern social media society, the cancel culture is run amok. They are out of control and they've got to be stopped because they're ruining society. And okay, it's easy to, um, for people who are on the other side to you know, retreat to their side and say, look at a few people who are really, you know, whose anger has led them to a place of toxicity. I'm not going to say any, I mean, we all have the potential to make mistakes. I'm here to talk about mine. 
I'm not going to talk about others. I'm not going to point fingers because I've learned better because, again, I have a responsibility to do better. Um, but it's easy to point at those and, like I said earlier, completely ignore the other 90% who are just there to try and express themselves and lump them all into a mob. Here's the deal, folks. I do not want to be the Bill Maher of the board game community. Um, I watch him every week, not for him, but to see his guests come on who will actually try to fight back and argue against him. Uh, because he. it's so easy to say, cancel culture! Cancel culture. And it's too easy. It's too simple. It's never that simple. There is nobody out there, with the uh, exception of, of, you know, the truly horrific, like that, that, that image I retweeted of that tweet. Sure, there's some truly evil stuff, but that's edge case. Everybody otherwise thinks they're doing the right thing. They're fighting the good fight. And it is a case that if we can all just sit down at tables, although these days that seems impossible, if we can sit down at tables and truly put aside our hurt and put aside our assumptions, which is something I need to do better, I'm not hurt, but I come in with assumptions, and, um, and truly listen, we can see, oh, I understand. There but for the grace of God go I. If I were in your circumstances, I might do the very same thing. And the same is true in both directions. And um, just using a buzzword, cancel culture, run amok, that, me, that makes it too easy, too easy to not listen to voices. And it's what I did. I, I was there. I didn't say cancel culture. I mean, actually, I kind of recognize... Okay, I got to slow down. I'm starting to rev up. I'm trying, I'm trying to... Uh, you know, and, and not get myself worked up. I, 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 but I... My wife was in the podcast last month, and honestly, she didn't have that much to say about it. She doesn't follow trends in board games. She was just there to answer questions about chickens and dogs and um, mutual savings funds. You know, the kind of stuff she, people normally ask her in the podcast, because she's a really smart woman. And so she's taking on what I'm saying, and at one point she said, yeah, this whole winch hunt... And I'm like, oh, honey, stop. And I, and I try... Because I think, I think maybe at that moment, because I, believe me, I've gone back and listened to what I've said and winced through it so many times. Um, but I, and I think I had an instinctual, oh my gosh, have I gone too far there? Because I've got her to say the word witch hunt, and that's not fair. I don't think, with the benefit of hindsight, Tessini was under, going under witch hunt. I, please folks understand, I am not on the receiving end of a witch hunt. Um, I am on the receiving end of a lot of people expressing their hurt, their anger, and their disappointment, and their right to do it. Even if you disagree they're still right to express themselves. And so, um, uh, so anyway, when she said that, I'm like, no, 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 no. And, I, and, I, and at that point, that was like the only time in the whole video where I gave any voice to anyone other than, Tessini is cool, Every you know, my semantics argument. I just keep coming back to that. It was, I was doing debate tricks that I learned a long time ago. And that was maybe the one time for a brief moment. And, um, and it was too little, too late. And you know who knows if anybody hears it, but it was it was you know Jen starting to say something that um, I think it's something we both have to recognize and we both have to uh, do better about. I think we all have to. Uh, anyway, so long story short, folks, please understand. I for people who are saying Ah Rado having to get on hands and knees and 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 beg for forgiveness to the to the altar of of, of political correctness, no one's forcing me to be here. I am not trying to win the approval of anyone. I have to stress this. I maybe should have uh, said this right up front. You may notice, if you're watching this in video instead of listening, I'm not wearing my normal Black Lives Matter shirt. Although, the message still remains, Black Lives Matter, and I'm, I'm not going to stop wearing that shirt, because I'm not going to stop believing in that and pushing that. Um, and I'm sorry if, if that makes you uncomfortable. It's too important. Uh, if you wonder why, watch the end of the podcast when my wife read a quote that was beautiful and so important, and I didn't realize at the time, it was so applicable to me too. If you, if you listen to the end for Jen's words of wisdom, they're very important. Maybe, you know what, I'm going to put a link to them if you didn't see them. So in the show notes, I'll, I'll link to a bitmap so you can see them. They're so important. Anyway, though, um, I'm wearing my master today. I haven't worn these for like, I don't know, eight months or something like that. Although this was my foray into... Um, bringing the real world into my channel and not being satisfied anymore saying, oh, I'm just about games. The real world is out there because you know what? The real world is everywhere. And just because 
I'm in a situation where I can shut my door and the real world doesn't affect me, I think I have a responsibility. Again, great power comes great responsibility to address these things and to put on a pedestal and put on um, and signal boost the uh, you know the, those who do not have the same act, the the marginalized um, who have always been trapped in a world that does not listen. That just says, "Well, yeah, hey, look, I mean, we've made steps. It's going to be fine." You know, it's. I, I want to listen. I started wearing math because it's an acronym that stands for Make America Think Harder. Make America Think Harder. It was Andrew Yang's plan, campaign. I put it on today because an A looks a lot like an R. And this is my Make Rado Think Harder. That's what I am here to do. Um, because I want to express everything that I've picked up. And man, I've I should have just come up with a I should have just come up with a statement and read it. Because I'm going on, what am I at now? What am I at now? I am at almost half an hour, but, and I'm not done, folks, but I, 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 I want to be genuine. I want to be real. I want to be honest. Uh, anyway, so that's why I'm wearing my math shirt today. It, it kind of came out of mothballs because I, I, Rich Rado is thinking harder than he has before. And, and I hope you do too. I hope it's so easy to just jump right to the, oh, cancel culture. They're coming for Rado. Everybody, uh, form a line. Um, you know, and it's, it's not that. I am being given a gift, a gift of understanding, a, a gift of communication that I can ignore it or I can listen to it. And I wasn't listening to it and I am now. And I'm going to try to do better about that moving forward. Um, what else? Uh, geez. Yeah. It's just, you know, my intentions were good, it, 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 but intentions and, and uh, two bucks will get you a cup of coffee. The outcome of, of what I did is what's important, and that's what I have to reckon with and what I'm going to keep reckoning with going forward. Um, I um, Oh, you know what? One more I had. Actually, folks, I have a bullet list right there off screen uh, just with things I, I want to make sure. And even still, my bullet list is not complete. It, it could I could write a novel about this from what I picked up from so many people who have stepped forward and been willing to share a little bit of their lives with me. Um, anyway, um, I think there's another common response of, well, you know what? If they didn't want the heat, they should have stayed out of the kitchen. They should have, they, um, you know, uh, there are consequences to actions, Rado, and you're not the problem here. And like, no, that's, that way literally leads to vengeance. Um, and that, that, all that does is perpetuate. We are all taught as young children or at least I assume we all are. Maybe not everybody is. I certainly was. That if um, uh, you know, if someone attacks you, don't fight back. You know, step away from the situation and then try to find out what's going on. Go talk to a parent or a teacher. Because if you fight back, all you're doing is escalating. And so, you know, I think for anybody whose just gut response is, well, you know what, they got what's coming to them. I, I hope, I hope my words can give you pause to think that you know what, they were someone who was brave enough to step forward because they know. Make no mistake, a, a marginalized person, a person of color, a woman, some an LGBTQ content creator who steps forward and says, I, "I'm just so disappointed in what Rado said." They are opening themselves up for a world of literal danger. You know, harassment online is just the beginning of it. I had one person contact me and say, and I'm not going to name names, who was worried for their life because they have since found, you know, um, you know I'm not even going to go into it. I'm not even going to go into it. Suffice to say, if you have white privilege, and I know people don't want to hear it, but we have white privilege. Again, follow the link in my show notes to Jen's Words of Wisdoms, which was on this topic. If you have white privilege, it is very, very easy to dismiss the consequences that someone who steps up knows they're going to receive anyway. Don't add to it. Take a beat and listen. Take a beat and try to understand where they're coming from. Um, or, or if you just fundamentally disagree, you know what? Let them have their say. You don't have to take it upon yourself to convince them that what they feel and their life experience is wrong. It's it, we don't. I don't have to do it. It's what I did, and I was wrong to do it. Uh, you know the Tassini um, uh, experience. 
there's a good album cover, uh, is an opportunity for Tassini and for me and for maybe a lot of you to actually take another look at the world and re-examine some of the uh, perspectives that we just have kind of ingrained in us because of the circumstances of our birth as much as anything else and our lived life experiences. So anyway, what I want to say is to anybody who, you know, and you know, even if you're saying no, Rado, you know, they said harsh words, they deserve harsh words in response. My wife had a German teacher in high school who was a Holocaust survivor. Young girl, um, I believe actually had a tattoo, you know, the the, the markings. And um <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry, just a second. And the thing, it's one of the first things my wife ever told me, was we were just dating and getting to know each other, that it's always lived with her, that this woman had instilled in her this motto. It should be right up there with, you know, golden rules and platinum rules and everything else. And it's something I try to live my life by. And, um, because it's, it's, um, it's do not use the actions of others is an excuse for your own. It's as simple as that. That's, that's the, uh, if you think somebody's being a bully, don't be a bully back. If you think someone is canceling, and if you hate cancel culture, and by the way, I recognize that's a problematic statement. And like I said earlier, it's too simple. It's fraught with misinterpretation. But still, I'm just speaking to somebody who is quick to decry, this is cancel culture. If you really dislike that, if what you see of other people dismissing ideas out of hands and canceling other people, don't let your answer to that be to counter-counsel. If you stand against that, don't do it yourself. Like I said, don't use the excuse, uh, actions of others as an excuse for your own. Because maybe if you, if, you, if you can look a little bit deeper and listen a little bit harder, maybe you'll find something there. And that's... I mean... Going forward, I mean, I should talk about, right, I've, I've talked a lot about what I did last week and, and what I've come away with it. But I do also want to talk about what I personally am doing forward. And you know, and the number one thing, I mean, I don't think it should come as a surprise, I talked about it quite a bit, is try to reckon with the power of my platform. I've been using my platform. I thought I was using my platform for good. I've been wearing the BLM shirts. I've been wearing uh, the Missing and murder, Murdered Indigenous Women shirts. I've been wearing the uh, Green New Deal shirts and the gun control shirts and the suicide prevention shirts. And I don't know. You know what? Maybe I just thought, hey, I bought myself a pass. I'm cool. I didn't. I have to keep doing the work. I have to recognize that, um, you know, a symbol I wear, I think it is important. And I'll keep on wearing them. But, um, you know, I'm making Rado think harder. I think I have to be more careful about what I say because of my incredible uh, platform. And I want to be a force for good. And uh, even more, I want to ensure I don't make it a force for ill. Um, my intentions were good. I appreciate everybody who gives all the love and support, but I can still do better. I made mistakes real mistakes with real-world consequences for other people. I suffered no consequences. I It's part of my privilege. I could say whatever I wanted. And you know what? Quite frankly, if I don't go on Twitter and do a search for the word Rado, my week would be almost the same as any other week. I said what I said, and I could just move on. That's a privilege I have. And not everybody else has it. And um, I, I shouldn't be satisfied. I, I certainly don't want to leverage that, especially when so, when so much can go wrong. So... I am definitely going to take my platform much more seriously. I am not going to just breezily run through things as casually as I do a gameplay, because that's wrong. Another thing, um, I recently saw on the uh, the RSP Guild on uh, Board Game Geek, which I don't post to, but I do follow, um, and there were a few funny cartoons about devil's advocates. It's just something I've been doing my whole life. I, I do it without even thinking. It's just part of me that, oh, is there a discussion? Oh, and there's a lot of people talking about one thing and nobody talking about the other? Okay, I'll talk about that. I'll devil's advocate. You know what? The devil doesn't need an advocate. It really doesn't. Um, it, and I, I don't know. It's just so ingrained in me. I mean, it's uh, so I, I just do it. Um, you know, it's interesting. Actually, that, that, that lets me um, bring up something else. Um, it actually kind of leads into my next point as well. No, I'll leave my next point and I'll, I'll kind of draw back. 
So yeah, I mean, it's just something I, I, I need to learn to be more well-rounded. And, and basically everything I've talked about, everything I've preached, I need to practice. I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their lives. I'm just telling you the lessons I'm taking away from it. Anyway, so another thing I want to do, this was a very good suggestion from somebody, uh, was develop a code of conduct for my channel. And it's like, as soon as they said that, I'm like, yeah, why don't I do that? That's so obvious. Of course I should do that. Because one thing that's been very important to me, and, and one of the interesting lessons that I have learned since I started wearing BLM shirts. I started wearing BLM shirts and folks started coming out of the woodwork, and they still are, every day, um, saying, well, Rado, all lives matter. Well, Rado, um, you must be for the dissolution of the nuclear family. Are you a Marxist, Rado? And all of these tropes. And I started out dil diligently and dutifully trying to mission to civilize, using the old Will McAvoy quote from Newsroom. Um, I'm going to talk to all these people and I'm going to get through to them, and even if I don't get through to them, I'm going to... My message is going to be heard loud and clear by the silent people who are just listening and are still on the fence. And I tried that. And I tried huge, long debates, um, you know, trying to point out the fallacies of their worldview and try to open their eyes and all of that. And then I'd go to bed after typing for hours, and I was up till 3 in the morning, and I'd wake up because I couldn't sleep a few hours later, and like, oh, they just ignored everything I said. Everything I said and just moved on to the next topic. And that's when I learned what sea lioning was. Um, which, if you want to know more about that, please check out an interview I did with um, Tim Medivere on uh, Meepleville Meats. I'll put a link for that down in the show notes as well, where I talk a lot about... What I'm talking about today, folks, is not my first mistake. I am far from perfect, and I am still trying to learn, and I'll talk about my earlier mistakes in that. I strongly recommend it. Tim was a great uh, interviewer, and it gave me a lot of chance to... So I learned a lot of lessons from that. Where was I going? And again, like I said earlier with Jason, if you go out and check out Tim's video, which I highly recommend, Tim is doing some of the best interviews of board game people, period. It's a great, great channel as well. And again, please treat him with respect. Please treat everybody with respect. It, even if you disagree with them, that's, that's job one. And it's the job I missed. But anyway, uh, continuing on. And so, and one of the things I ultimately realized I have to do is I have to stop signal boosting these people that I disagree with. Because here's something, again, part of the responsibility I have with my channel. Um, my com I, I don't control Twitter. I don't control BoardGameGeek. I don't control Facebook. I control my channel and my comments field. And one of the things I came to realize is I, I now think of the comments field on my YouTube channel as kind of like literally my real world front lawn. And if somebody, you know, of my house, and if somebody came to my front lawn and wanted to say, um, you know, really horrible thing and put a sign on my front lawn, all my neighbors are going to see that. And sure, I could put another sign right next to it saying, I disagree with that sign. And let me give you a bulleted list as to why. And here's some reading you can do. It doesn't change the fact that I'm leaving that sign on my lawn. And I came to the uh, realization that that's not helping. That's hurting. That is creating a space that I control that is not open and safe. And, um, and that's something that's really important to me. And so I think a code of conduct for my channel is going to go a long ways towards that. Oh, and I wanted to mention um, one more thing about that, uh, which I think it was in a bullet. I missed one of my earlier bullets. One of the things I've done in the aftermath of putting that... Two of the things I've done in the aftermath of putting that podcast up. One, I went back and I did live edits of the podcast to take out anywhere where I mentioned anybody's name or put words into anybody's mouth. Because as I talked about earlier, that was terrible and that was wrong. And I should have known better. I'm a 51... I'm almost 52 freaking years old. I should have known better. And I just didn't think about it. Um, so I did that because leaving that in there created and I cannot stress this enough, a real and present danger to people. My words, uh, you know, whatever my intentions were, can lead to real-world consequences. So I pulled all those out. That makes me remind me of Charles Barkley. I, wanted to come, I didn't put him on the list. Well, maybe I'll come back to Charles Barkley. I don't know. Um, but another thing I did is, in the days after, immediately after, um, on my YouTube page, on my, the comments... The comments were 10 to 1, 20 to 1. Oh, Rado, 
Don't kick yourself. You did nothing wrong. Everything's fine. You said what all of us wanted to say. And like, or, or, or variations of that. Or, you know, there's plenty of, oh, Rado, um, you were, <clears throat> you know, you know, basically, there's a lot of Rado, you did nothing wrong. And as I saw those there, and I thought, what does that feel like to somebody coming to my channel? Does that look like a whole bunch of, well, here's a whole bunch of people who aren't going to listen. If they're just blanket saying that what I did, that what Rado did was fine, maybe that sends a message. And maybe that's a message I don't want on my front lawn. And so what I did is I, I removed the I, I removed those and I and I also wherever possible I directly contacted the person that I was removing those posts and explained myself and 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 I, I hope they understand uh, you know right now I'm in a listening mode I I want people to be able to come to my channel and speak and not feel threatened so that's an example of what I did and so. I don't know exactly what this translates to, but it, it, it does lead to me talking about another action I want to do is a code of conduct. And I'm still working it. I'm, I'm looking at existing code of conduct. There's a lot of really great ones for board game conventions as it happens. And I want to try and institute that. So I, if, if somebody is doing something that creates an unsafe space where people don't feel... Because again, again, imagine if you feel very strongly about something and you go to a forum and you want to talk about it, but there's 10 other people who are saying, no, it's all cool. You're going to be marginalized. And that's the reality of the world we're in. And I don't want to do that. I, um, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking about there. And at the same time, I also do not want to signal boost attitudes that I think are genuinely harmful and lead to pain and suffering. So, uh, you know, particularly among um, the marginalized groups. So that's another thing I'm working on. Last insert. Thank you so much for making it this far. Uh, one of the things I figured I should add is, as I'm working on this code of conduct, um, you know, this isn't just a reflection of me. I want it to be a reflection of my entire community. So I will definitely be looking for feedback on it. And also, once it's up and it's instituted and it is applied, I want this to be a resource for everyone. So if you come to my channel and make posts, and if you find problematic content, uh, feel free to reach out to me privately and uh, so, so that I can look at it. The, the, the YouTube comment tracking system that I have access to it is easy to miss stuff. And so, uh, you know, I, I, it's not just about me getting better. I want my community to be better as a whole. So I'm just opening the doors to help to, to uh, if you could help me help everybody, that would be awesome. So I just wanted to say that this is a group effort as it should be. Okay. And now I'm going to finish it up. Should I go back to, okay. It's, it's part of my responsibility thing. I just forgot to make a note. Just because if you're old, if you're as old as me, some of you might remember Charles Barkley from the early 90s and his Nike ad for I'm not a role model. Here's the deal, folks. I disagree with Mr. Barkley. I am a role model and I need to act like it. And I need to take responsibility for it. And that's, that's, that's a really kind of an underpinning of, of what I want to do going forward. The last one I'm going to do, I don't know if uh, any of you watch Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. There was uh, the end of a two-part episode last night, which was about racism in the workplace. And uh, it was a really, I think, beautiful episode. Because the whole point of Zoe's, uh, uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is she is a well-meaning uh, woman who, through a weird quirk, can basically hear the inner thoughts of people through song. And so it's like a musical comedy drama show. And it's, it's beautiful and, the uh, you know, the, the writing is great, and the singing, and the, and the, the dance numbers, it's all fantastic. But um, the episode tackled... Uh, you know, because her character's in a unique circumstance. She's a well-meaning white woman who does not understand the full strength of her privilege, who thinks she is an ally to um, you know the, her black co-workers, but something came up, and she realized that she creates... In, in her earnest, well-meaning efforts, she creates problems. And she's lucky because through magical uh, stuff, she can actually hear the voice, the internal monologue of these people that she's trying to help, but she doesn't realize she's just making things worse. She's not doing it. And I, man, it was a really good episode, basically. And uh, I recommend anybody, um, because if anybody thinks, no, I listen, I understand, um, I, I set a message, I, you know, I set up a meeting so that everybody can like, you know, come out and, and create this space. 
there's a there there's basically a town hall meeting in the company because she's a manager and it's it's kind of much sea watch. So um, my my last thing is because a, a big part, a big the moral of that episode is so much of this comes from the marginalized people of color, women, uh, LGBTQ, not being in the room. Um, and oh, if you if if they do get in the room, they're in a minority and they don't necessarily feel comfortable. And this, as I'm watching this episode. This episode is, yeah, this is the board game industry. And it's also my sub-industry. Because you know what we have enough of? We've got enough of me talking about board games. We've got way more than we need of me talking about board games. And so my last action, I just want to put this out there. There's actually a lot of talk these days. uh, Channels wanting to offer mentorships. I am not doing that. I think I've still got enough to learn myself. That I mean, that would be hubris to suggest. But I want to make my time available going forward. If you are a content creator and um, you're a person of color or a, 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 a you know black indigenous person of color, if you are a uh, a woman, if you are um, if you are trying or you're LGBTQ and you're trying to start a channel because you're excited about it and you want to get your voice heard, I want to help you do that. So please. Reach out to me. I am easy to get to. I take any response on you know Twitter, uh, you know Twitter.com slash Rado, or hit me on BoardGameGeek. Once again, I am Rado. Um, my or my public emails questions at Rado.com. I tell everybody send questions in. Reach out to me, and I going forward will make time. Something I never really done before. People ask me all the time, hey, Rado, what's the secret to your success? And blah, blah. And I just said, well, here, here's a link to all the equipment I use and some stuff like that. I want to do more. I want to start giving back. I want to try to anonymously. I think that's important. This is not about me. This is not about self-aggrandizement. It's about me trying to help other voices achieve success in my world because... If everybody's at the table, we're all going to do so much better. And I think, I hope, maybe, I'm in a situation where I can help with that. So I'm just putting that out here at the end of a 47-minute long video that um, please reach out and contact me if you would like advice, if you would like technical tips, if you would like honest criticism and feedback about your content and what I, as just one person... But you know what? If there's anything else I have proven today, there's a lot I have to learn... But I do know a lot about how to make a successful video channel. And I want to share that with you. I want to boost wherever I can. So it's just an open offer to anybody who's interested. And so that's something else I want to devote my time going forward. And like I said, it's not a mentorship program. There's not going to be an admission process. This is just going to be people reach out. I want to reach back. And that's what I, I plan to do going forward. And that's it, folks. That was episode 70 of Rado Talks Through. Um, no questions and answers other than my own questions that I was trying to answer. But Jen and I will be back again. And uh, as always, please send your questions uh, to questions at rado.com. Whether they're game-related, whether they're just movie... I mean, heck, I was starting to get sick of the Star Wars questions, but uh, more Star Wars questions, you know, whatever you want. Um, and I promise you, I promise you at all... I will definitely work hard to treat things appropriately moving forward. And that's the episode, folks. Thanks very much for watching. Have a very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Bye-bye.